Hello, and welcome to the AL Cleanup Crew, a D&D live play podcast. Tonight, the party continues on the adventures based on Out of the Abyss. We play almost every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to watch live, join us at twitch.tv slash rallysecurity. What will happen this week to our brave adventurers? We will find out in this episode of Out of the Abyss. Excellent. Okay. Uh, one point of business before we go back. I wanted to actually, we'll we'll nix that. We'll we'll cover that in a sec. All right. So let me cue the music, and we'll talk a little bit about what happened last week, uh, which flew by for me anyway. Um, when we last got together, we um, made it into the Tower of Sorcerer, where you eventually tracked down. Um, Gronf Bainery's room. Actually, before that, I even completely forgot, you uh, managed to rescue a group of prisoners, including Toomey, Fenner's sister. Um, after saving her and uh, getting rid of the troop, as well as uh, assassinating the target of Victoria, you were all able to safely escort Toomey out of the city, and uh, Grin was able to transport her through magic uh, away from uh, the city and into safety. Back to Vizrin's Tower, if I recall correctly. And so after that, then you headed into Sorcier and you encountered a fire elemental upon entering Gromp's chambers with the help of a, a convenient knock spell, uh, knock spell from Grin. Um, and that is where we left off. So, uh, Roger, you do have an extra token here, which was your spiritual weapon. So that lasts about a minute. Um, so that probably will dispel shortly here. And then Vigorn also created a construct. Mm-hmm. And if I recall, that lasts an hour. So that could stick around for a little bit. Yep. It lasts an hour. Uh, and it's concentration. So, yes. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I'm sure the anvil would dissipate shortly after the uh, fire elemental. Okay, gotcha. Alright, so um, if you were to stay inside the room and maybe secure the door, I would say it's if you so choose, it's a safe enough area if you wanted to do a short rest course you're welcome to just continue on uh, and uh, I'll leave it to you all to decide what you'd like to do next do we have the grimoire yet uh, you have not found the grimoire no alright uh, do we need to do an uh, investigation uh, Roger do you want to get in the room and shut the door <laughs> just so we don't draw attention to ourselves Roger will uh I'm on one of these lion statues and ride it like a, a rocking horse. <laughs> Vigorn comes over and tries to put a quarter in. Uh, Roger, I need you to make... Now you're good. Could <laughs> <laughs> be perfect. Can I choose to fail? <laughs> Maybe an acrobatics check. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, Vigorn, did you say you were making an investigation check? Uh, if at all possible. Okay, yes. D- does anyone want to help Vigorn out? 
Yes, I will get uh, super up close and do the All same. Right. I will, if he's helping me, I'll roll with advantage. Okay, very good. Uh, Roger, yeah, you are able to hang on to uh, that solitary statue uh, very well. Looks looks pretty impressive. At least to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, Vigorn, just to be sure, you, you're looking for the grimoire. I, mm-hmm. I okay. Alright, so that is... Ooh, a 25. Wow, that is quite good. Vigorn is a nerd. <laughs> Very nice. All right. So what what are you doing um, to look for the grimoire? I'm assuming you're going through the bookshelves. Are you doing anything else? Yeah, going through the bookshelves. I'm being, you know, kind of careful not to touch things because I imagine that this place is magically booby-trapped. <laughs> um, <clears throat> perhaps I'm taking, like, uh, some instrument for my thieves' tools and you know, pulling things out and then putting things back... You know, just kind of poking things, uh, looking at the bookshelves, and uh, then uh, looking at the desk. <coughs> All right. Uh, with that really excellent roll, you feel quite confident that you do not see the grimoire here. Uh, what you do see within this collection is... Uh, definitely some very rare books and scrolls. It looks like it might be worth quite a lot of gold if you were able to somehow haul haul it out. Um, but do we have a bag of holding? To see it. I do. Figorn uh, <laughs> starts uh, taking out these expensive fun. books and tossing them <laughs> in the bag of holding. Figorn, <laughs> I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh oh. Hey, that's that's uh, fifteen. Isn't terrible. Fifteen. You feel this cold rush come across your body, and you feel kind of like this moment of <coughs> indigestion, just nausea inside of you. But fortunately, it seems to dissipate, and you feel like whatever came upon you has passed. And you start loading up lots of goody uh, books. <laughs> All right, so you uh, start loading up uh, the collection of books and scrolls. You feel that if you were to sell this, it would be worth about 15,000 gold pieces amongst the party. Um, there are other items in the room, um, if you wanted to look around at all a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I'll let someone else, because I don't want to be, like, the guy. Um. Stuff. So if someone else wants to look. I'd like to search the, the uh. General, check out this round table with a book on it. All right. Over where I'm standing. And then, um, Gopher, you were saying you were, what were you checking out? Oh, I just wanted to check out the bookcases and the candles separately. Bookcases and candles, okay. Uh, anybody else want to do anything? Yeah, Victoria's also going to check out the bookcases. Just If we don't see the grimoire here and there's just like rare books, then Victoria's thinking like, okay, there's got to be like a hole in the floor or a big cover on a book or something where this like grimoire might be. Gotcha, okay. 
And... Roger is proceeding on the notes that are on the desk. He's trying to Excellent. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. So, um, I would say, Victoria, why don't you make a... Uh, all, all of you make either a perception or investigation check, depending on what type of uh, way you're searching the room. Yes, I am scouring the, the shelves, looking for any, anything strange and out of place. Okay, got it. And mine was supposed to be with advantage, but it didn't go for some reason. Do, if you want to just roll again separately, that's fine. Or you can tell me what the score was if you saw it somewhere else. I'm going. There it goes. Uh, never mind. I, I'll take the oh, same roll. <laughs> I mean, it's not the same roll, but that's the lowest I can roll on. It's 24. Yeah, that's my roll. And then, are we missing some of the Oh, I actually get advantage on perception. Oh, you already went. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that Where's is okay. These are amazing rolls. <laughs> yeah, okay. we know what's here. Very good. Uh, I have a good feeling about uh, your search here. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Fenner, you take a look at the table with the book, um, and inside the book, you notice a white piece of folded paper. Uh, Fenner being. Ultimately, cautious uh, whistles over to to V Gorn and indicates it. Plus, I can't remember. I assume I can read. V <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I'll 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 carefully take the 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 folded over piece of paper out of the book without hopefully without disturbing anything else and hand it over to V Gorn. Okay, got it. Uh, um, I'll give it to my grim, my my uh, <laughs> my construct to hold. <laughs> All right. And do you, you hand it over for... folded still, or do you take a look at at uh, the note? At all? I will have my construct open the note. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Uh, your construct unfolds the paper. A, a little. It's a little difficult with you know the large fingers but manages to do so um no shocking or magical effect occurs but you can can tell over its shoulder that there's writing on it and you take a step closer and look at the words it looks like it's a takeout menu it's for <laughs> phase res frosted cupcakes and candies it's just got this really awesome nice assortment uh, of this delicious bakery with fluffy frosting uh, and apparently you can get some really amazing vivid dreams so um, yeah might be a good place to check out for takeout <laughs> uh, uh, Fenner that's that's all you seem to notice there on that table at the moment uh, then I'll move back to the door and post up beside it uh, standing guard and peeking into the hallway every once in a while so is, if the door's if the door's closed I'll just post myself up beside the door and listen to see if I hear anything out, uh, outside. If there is, if the door's open, I'll just keep an eye on the hallway to make sure we're not disturbed. Okay. I believe you all were going to shut the door. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah if, if it's able yeah. to be shut, I would shut it and, and, and continue to guard it. All right. Sounds good. So you'll keep an ear out to see if uh, anyone comes near. Very good. 
Okay, so uh, a couple of you, let's see, Roger, you were, let's go to your um, piece. You were taking a look at the table and the papers on the desk. Um, you see some assorted notes. It looks like um, Gromf was practicing his signature. He was trying out some different loops with the, you know, the G, um, some, some stylistic versions. Uh, you do notice that there is a large drawer as well on the side of the desk. Uh, and it does have a keyhole on it. Oh, I wonder if he hid any uh, candy in this drawer. And you see the rest of the group sees a commotion as Roger's trying to open this locked drawer. Just thump, thump, thump. Ah, <laughs> and you see he's about to try and cast some sort of spell at it when you guys notice. <sighs> Roger. No, no fireball! <laughs> oh. Um, I'm trying to see if he has any candy in the drawer. This drawer, it's not open. I think it's stuck. Uh, can I check out the drawer? Is it stuck? Is it trapped? Uh, to be clear, yes, Roger has been tugging on this handle. If there's a trap, he's probably set it off. <laughs> With all the um, extreme tugging from Roger, you, you feel pretty confident that there is no obvious physical trap on this drawer. Uh, but it does seem like it, it is, in fact, locked. All right. Uh, to try to open it, is light a hand okay? Yes, yeah, that works. I do have lockpick tools and proficiency. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that that wasn't bad. We'll do it. Okay, and so... Victoria will unlock it and then uh, motion Roger to the side and then step aside and, like, basically leave leave an opening directly in front of the drawer so that if there's, like, a, a trap that triggers when the drawer is opened, then... Nobody will be directly in front of it. Nice. Okay, perfect. Uh, you carefully open the drawer. It does not look like anything gets set off, so you all seem to be safe. And the drawer is successfully opened. Um, upon looking into the drawer, it, it looks like a jewelry box in that it's got one of those thinner layers that kind of sit on top, and you can tell you can lift it out to get underneath that top layer and there's some sort of a compartment underneath. Um, on the top... darts into the drawer and pulls this thing out and dances it around in the air for everyone to look at. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, the mage hand swoops in, lifts out that top layer, uh, and you see something go flying off of the top. Uh, Roger, can you make a D100 roll? Of course I can. 68. Uh, flying off the top of this container, you see a clear glass cylinder, and it has a swirling green fluid. It looks like something mysterious that may have come from the abyss. Oh, Roger will go over and pick up the mysterious container in a heartbeat. And, uh, Underneath <clears throat> of that layer, the mage hand reaches in, but it doesn't seem to find anything. It appears to be empty. Um, I would say, with some of you based on your arcane knowledge, you get the sense that perhaps there is something magical about this drawer, but it is 
far beyond your means to access what might potentially be magically hidden here. Hmm. Victoria, Vigorn, uh, one of you people that reads books, can you come take a look at this? Um, so, uh, DM's note, there is no way of accessing anything else that is in this drawer. So to say, <laughs> to say try, <laughs> you try and try and try, but you, you uh, come to the conclusion that uh, whatever is here is perhaps in some sort of pocket dimension or something that's totally inaccessible. Well, at least this vial of mysterious swirling green liquid looks like it might be tasty. Mm, yes. No candy, though. A couple of you were also looking around the room. Gopher and Victoria, you were taking a look at the books, at anything that seems out of place or might be interesting. Um, you both continue your investigation, and most of the room has been cleared out and stuffed into the bag of holding. Uh, but as you get closer to the lower right corner of the room you notice that there is a hidden door in the wall. Ah. Like outline. I'm doing my purpose. I'm fulfilling my role. <laughs> <laughs> and that appears to be the only other thing that's really out of place. Check it for trap. Right. Yeah, go ahead and uh, make a perception check. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, definitely no physical or magical or any kind of traps here. Looks totally safe. So I need to share this just in case this is affecting what's going on right now. Oh, advantage on perception. And, Ooh, okay. And I think I should be able to roll... Yeah, it's not on the perception, but on the investigation. Anyway, anything else I need to do, or just get the yeah. one more roll? <laughs> um, Alright, let me just double-check the notes here real quick. Um... So, you don't assess any traps. Um, Victoria, as you come closer to that corner of the room, you do get a sense of, based on your magical abilities, you get a sense of a magical essence coming from there. Not a trap necessarily, but uh, something associated with perhaps opening the door. Uh, Victoria does? Oh. Uh, hmm. Okay, so spotting some glyphs or something. Victoria knows enough to know that uh, there's something going on here and will uh, look over at Roger, like hold out a finger and like open her mouth to say something and then think better of it and look over at Vigorn and say, uh, Vigorn, c- could you join us over here, please? Oh, yes, okay, yep, yep, coming over. Vigorn, you immediately notice what Victor- Victoria was uh, 
beginning to hint at, and you see the essence of magic coming from the door. Can you make an arcana check? All right, 23. After studying the door for a moment, you begin to see the thread connecting the magic and the room, and you feel this otherworldly presence emanating from the door. You use your connection with the weave to reach out to the door, and you are able to open it. The door senses your presence and it recognizes your desire to reach out to it. All right. I uh, open the door. Uh, That's uh, possible. All right. Pause for scrolling. (laughs) Read, read, read. (laughs) All right. The door opens, and beyond it, and you won't see this unless you stand directly in front of the door, but you see a swirling blue essence emanating from the door. Um, It is a cool, dark void, and it you feel as though it's pulling you towards it, as if it wants to suck you in and take you to someplace else. You're not sure where. But this does appear, based on your observations, to be some sort of a doorway to another location. Hmm. Uh, Roger, you want to go in? (laughs) It would make sense to send us after the white rabbit through this door. (laughs) Yes. Oh, is there a mysterious thing to jump through? Of course I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. <laughs> All right, Roger right through the paint hole on the wall. <laughs> Roger eagerly dives into the door. Dies into the door. <laughs> dies. The only thing lower than his intelligence and wisdom score is his strength score. <laughs> uh, immediately, you watch as Roger's essence dissipates after uh, reaching out into the swirling void. You don't know where he went. Maybe it's a well. Or something. I'm gonna start tying my rope around my waist. Walk over to Fenner to hand him the other end of the rope again. I'll take it. Harry, you didn't hear me in the side. Take it in, 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 take Gopher also jumps through into the portal. Does anyone else go into the portal, or do you stay behind? Is the well, rope still taut? The rope, the rope, uh, suddenly severs as Gopher jumps into the portal. I wait. <laughs> wait a minute! This is no portal. This All right. Is, this is one of those like disintegration orb things. 
Low, 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 re-roll. <laughs> you care. You don't get the sense that anyone has disintegrated. <laughs> but you get the sense that maybe there is not uh, a simple tether um, between wherever these folks went. That must be on the, the next season of Adventurous League Rewards, the, the mm-hmm. tether of interdimensional, uh, <laughs> the rope of interdimensional, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. hey, rope of interdimensional breadcrumbs. What was that, Roger? Oh, I was making a joke. Level 13. Would you guys rather have a, a... Bard or a yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So who? So did Vigorn go through the portal? No, not yet. Okay, but go for dip. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So, Vigorn, you're more like magically inclined. What mm-hmm. sort of you know? inter or extra dimensional magical looking type stuff is this uh well i mean <laughs> i could uh cast detect magic <laughs> ritually or i could just uh i could just spend a spell slot and do it immediately i mean i can wait they might not be able to but i i can wait <laughs> okay sure i'm gonna do a ritual uh unfortunately it's concentration so then my golem goes away but <laughs> Oh, ritually cast. <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> you suddenly get the sense of someone far away is suffocating. No, <laughs> you get the sense of impending doom that if you make Roger wait ten minutes, something bad on the other side of the world. No, you don't. You don't get that sense. <laughs> All right, so you uh, ritually cast Detect Magic over the course of ten minutes, and you try to get uh, some more information about what this particular portal might be. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the sake of just kind of storytelling and being descriptive, um, based on what you've investigated in the room, what you know about Grump, um, his affinity to magic the secrecy around the grimoire, grimoire, um, that's a difficult word, and uh, the magic that's emanating from the portal. You really feel confident that this is tied in some way to what you're looking for. Um, It doesn't feel, uh, there was no trap based on what you could see, although Gopher made a horrible roll. Uh, it doesn't feel like there was anything evil emanating from this portal. It feels like perhaps this is just a, a, a method of transportation. Mm-hmm. All um, right. I, I share that with everybody. We are uh, safe to go through there. <laughs> You don't feel like you'll be disintegrated anyway. Mm-hmm. Alright, so Fenner, Victoria, what, what would you like to do? Fenner, Fenner would would wait and follow the group, but he's definitely going to be going last. Just covering, covering the rears of us. Okay. 
Alright, uh, Victorio. Do you think you will go through the portal? Um, after Vigorn. <laughs> Alright, uh, Vigorn shrugs. And we don't, and uh, you don't have to go through the portal. We can cut over to, uh, Gopher and Roger as well, if you'd like to say that your characters kind of want to wait it out and see what happens for a moment. And, and we could deafen our microphones so we don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, you don't need to do that. That's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll say Vigor and they're looking to you as the leader. Do you want to hang behind and see what happens or do you want to step through the portal? Uh, I'll step through. All right. Vigor and pops through. I'm assuming Victoria and Fenner follow suit. Sure. Yep. All right. So Vigorn steps through. A gopher and Roger. Uh, Roger, you're the first one. You suddenly feel yourself uh, as you went flying through the portal, uh, dumped headfirst into a pile of grass. Uh, and you kind of blink your eyes and look around it. It's bright and sunny. As your eyes adjust, you look up and you see these massive stone walls around you. What looks to be a hundred feet high. Uh, Maybe more. Hundreds of feet high. And there are corridors going in different directions all around you. And it's hard to tell where you are or what direction you should go. Uh, When suddenly a gopher... Uh, comes pouring out. Um, you all kind of take a moment to gather your bearings, and approximately ten minutes later, uh, Vigorn, Victoria, and Fenner also come uh, flying into the area where you are. And you feel as though you were in some sort of a gigantic maze. What would you all like to do next? So we're saying we 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 we're in like in the middle of like a hedge hedge grow maze. Yeah, exactly. You're like mm-hmm. in some sort of an outdoor uh hu- you know, gigantic maze. Um and you see ma- many different ways you can go amongst these stone walls. So you're saying there's a dark and mysterious corridor with impending doom at the end of it and lots of <laughs> things branching off of it. Yeah, Roger's going to wander off and get lost within the first, like, five minutes when he gets bored. <laughs> Fenner, gra- Fenner grabs him by the shoulder and looks at Vigorn and and puts his... takes Vigorn's hand and puts his hand on Ro- Roger's shoulder and says, he's your, resp- he's your responsibility today. And uh, I'll go to the nearest court, you know, to the nearest turning and investigate the ground to see if there's anything that would give me a clue as to a, a path that's more well-traveled or or any other clues that might lead us to which way to go. Okay. Instead of making... Roger! Uh, yeah, go ahead, Roger. Uh, sorry, Amy. Bless you. Right. I'm in the middle of a sneezing fit as I'm trying to mm-hmm. say this. Stupid hay fever. Um... Seemingly out of nowhere, Roger pulls out one of those giant sticks of sidewalk chalk in bright pink and holds it out to you. He just 
seems to have a giant piece of chalk on it. And he's offering it up. Hmm. They're stone walls, right? <laughs> Reaches over, draws an arrow in the direction you're walking on the wall, and hit, you know he's offering you the, the chalk. To Fenner? Yeah. The piece of chalk, I'll take it. Okay. So, uh, Fenner, you're, you're equipped with some chalk to help with your, your quest here. Um, rather than making a typical survival check, I'd like you to make an intelligence check instead. All right. Just playing to my strengths. I'll see how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. Uh, Would you rather straight. Roger make the intelligence check? Mm-hmm. Uh, ability check. Here we go. Eleven. You, you feel really confused. Um, you get the sense that none of these corridors make any sense. You feel like no matter which way you would go, it would be just the wrong decision. And you kind of look back at your party, perplexed. Maybe, maybe there's somebody smarter here who who could help out. Guys, guys, I don't think this is one that I'm going to get be able to get us out of just by, you know, tracking. Uh, this seems to have some kind of properties that, uh, where where my skill set may not be the best lead. Let's see. I, I know that... Uh, we'll toss, the, I'll toss the chalk back to Roger. <laughs> Gopher seems to be just emanating uh, with the smarts. Uh, as uh, as well as Vigorn. Uh, Gopher's quiet, but has this bright, intelligent energy about him. Have they joined us at this point, or are we still waiting for them? Yes, yes, all of you are there. Hmm. Maybe if we employ a strategy like um, the, the racing carts in Waterdeep, they drive in a circle and they always go right. Mm. So maybe right, we yeah. just we just always go right. Okay. Yeah, we can always do that. Uh, Are you leading? Would you Would you like the chalk of command for this? Uh, sure. Yeah. Give it a try. All right. So Victoria, you you give a, a, a bright suggestion to navigate through the tunnels, and you and you have your handy magic chalk. Um. Why don't you make a, a intelligence check with advantage? Oh, nap twenty. There you go. It's always turn right. <laughs> Excellent strategy. Uh, you all start to uh, walk down the the corridor, and Victoria says. Oh, going to make a right here. That's the most logical choice. Uh, and as you begin to turn, the maze suddenly begins to dissolve in front of your eyes. And it seems like Victoria's brilliance uh, worked its way through the illusion of this maze. And as the quarters begin to dissolve, you find yourselves in a new location.
you find yourselves in a circular chamber. This chamber is lit by floating uh, uh, magic candles, and the floor is covered in black stone. It's engraved and inlaid with all of these magical diagrams and silver and gold. You see that there is a female drow who's standing in the corner. Behind her, there are shelves and cabinets holding these various ceramic pots and glass vials and other arcane paraphernalia. And she's looking at a table that's littered with this myriad of crystals and herbs. Um, let me do this for, for Gopher, for your, for your laptop. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, no. I was just helping you in case uh, it would be easier to see. Um, the the only exit, or I'm sorry, uh, you see that there's a tome bound in black leather that lies open on a lectern. Its pages appear to be covered in these spidery glyphs. And you also notice a large archway that's filled with a similar black void to what you saw um, out of Grump's chambers. The drow looks up at all of you. Oh, thank goodness! Someone's arrived! And you see that she is wearing these beautiful purples and reds and blues in uh, this drow priestess outfit. And her dark hair is pulled back with a small headdress adorned on her head. I've, I've been here for so long. Oh... I, I need your help. Can you please free me? I'm trapped here on this magical uh, arcane symbol below me. Have, hmm. have you all come to, to help? Uh, can we insight check this? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Make an insight check. Roger's ready to save her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Alright, so a 19 and a 23. You you don't trust her, but you do get the sense that she is is saying the truth. She appears to be trapped um, in this location and does not seem to be able to do anything. Um, but you're not exactly sure what her intentions are. So what what part of what she said was a lie? <laughs> what part of what she I would say she didn't <laughs> lie about anything, um, Just, but she hasn't exactly revealed a lot of information. Okay. Right. Uh, if Victoria's spidey sensey, senses are, are telling her that this is not a trustworthy person, she'll just kind of uh, you know, motion to the others, give them like the. Uh, I don't know. At, at this point, as adventurers, we've probably worked out some sort of like secret handshake. We, we, not, not this person isn't. Oh, you and I share thieves. You and I share thieves camp. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Vic, to go for Victoria, will just sign very quickly. Lie. Um, <laughs> and then just like cautiously step forward. Um, yeah, I'll and, go and, Sorry, wide. I think somebody else had engaged. Was that Vigorn that had, was talking to her? 
Um, no, I hadn't started talking to her, but I, I also had a pretty high insight check on there. Okay. Yeah. I, probably, I guess, because she's drow, maybe I can tell. You know, facial expressions. Sure. Yeah. She looks excited by the promise of people being here. Um, and uh, she's definitely happy to engage with you. And she looks immediately at you, Vigorn. Um, although, actually, you all are disguised right now, so I would say she she's seeing you all as a party of drow at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Victoria will ask, uh, just looking around, where is Rock? Uh, well, I'd like to know the same thing, because Grumpf is responsible for why I'm trapped here. Grumpf tried to, or did, I should say, execute a very powerful spell. But he failed at his initial... his initial desire for the spell, and fortunately it didn't come to play as horribly as he intended. But... Uh, I tried to stop him completely, and here I am. I'm trapped. Uh, do you know Grump? Are you familiar with what's happened? Uh, yes. Yes, I know Grump quite well. <laughs> and am somewhat familiar with what has happened. We're still piecing that together, but... Why don't you share what you know about what has happened? Of course. Perhaps you all would be willing to help me if I can share what I know. Maybe trying to dispel this arcane chain that I am tethered to? Well, if if the chain is just at your ankle, if we take you off right at the knee, we can that and then get it regenerated later. Not my most preferable option, but unfortunately I don't I don't think chopping off my knees would help. This this is an arcane tether, not a not a literal literal chain. I mean, has it ever been tried? Maybe it's just nobody's ever it, tried it before. If it's your oh. foot touching the sigil that's keeping you bound, if we take it off above that level, then you're no longer technically touching it, and we can remove you, right? I feel pretty confident that's not going to do it, but I'd like to see you try as well. (laughs) Oh, so I have your permission. Sure, step into my circle and see what happens. Oh, no, 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 I'd do that from back here, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And she walks over to the book that is laid open next to her. I wouldn't do anything too risky if I were you. Is the book inside the uh, her circle? It is, yes. Uh, so Victoria will circle around, staying outside of the circle, but get close enough to see what happens. Vigorn, <laughs> uh, don't you have a little, a little, little guy that helps you out sometimes? Oh, oh, yes, yes. I could uh, send him over. Uh, it's I have the fly, and uh, I have another friend. Uh, let's see. My 
other my eldritch uh cannon uh <laughs> don't know what it could do here uh other than walk over there like a little wind-up toy <laughs> all right so your uh, your cannon hobbles over to uh the arcane sigil and victoria comes closer to the grimoire and uh the sigil itself w- without stepping in you do see a variety of interesting writings and uh, drawings and depictions, uh, journal um, journal entries as well within this book. Um, spells, incantations, important findings. But you, uh, nothing noticeable seems to happen you, to you as you approach the perimeter. The cannon walks its way into the sigil, but does not appear to be able to penetrate the edge. It just seems to be kind of walking forward, but not being able to get past. I told you, she looks at all of you, (laughs) I'm trapped here, and I need magic to dispel this. Magic can go to you. Yeah, I the best option I have is I walk up right next to the circle and cast that. If this circle was cast with a fifth level slaughter lower, it would disable it. Uh, maybe the globe does not travel with you. It's in a possible place. Right, but if I'm standing right next to the circle, when I cast it, five feet of it would extend into the circle. Yeah, but it's not like the anti-magic shell. <laughs> no. I'm just saying it's the only option I have, unless I want to try and fireball the circle down, which is always an option. Yeah, all these circles on the ground are probably just target marks for fireball. <laughs> oh! Sounds Can I try it on this one over here? I mean, that was super out of character comment. I really hope that didn't come off like... Um... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you are welcome to fireball anything if you'd like. <laughs> Victoria, roll the dodge. Uh, you see the priestess starting to get a little frustrated. Look, I I get we started off on the wrong foot. My name is Yulara. I worked with Gromp for many years. I'm telling you, I tried to stop him from sending the demon lords into the abyss or into, uh, yes, the abyss um, he wanted to send not just not just some of the demon lords but he wanted to control them he wanted to overpower them and use them for his bidding and for Loth's bidding and I knew that that was madness I, I tried to stop him and he trapped me here with his precious grim- grimoire knowing that no one would come, perhaps for a long time, until all of you showed up. So I'm asking you, please, we can work together. Help me out of this. I would gladly give you the grimoire in return for my freedom. Is she dressed all as right. a priestess? She is, yes. Uh, priestess of which deity? Uh, of of Loth, just like the others in Menzo Branson. So Victoria will say to her, so 
you worship Lolf, and if you know that it would not work, why did you not help to improve it or in other way serve your queen? I am not as powerful, unfortunately. I only knew that that uh, Gromf was out of control. He was trying more than he could handle, and it was too much. It is one thing to serve Loth, but to inflict the control that he was trying to put upon these demon lords, it would never work. Never. Are you not a priestess of Loth? Why did you not command him to stop them? Well, I, I tried, but he quickly trapped me before I could do anything. He, he had already started executing the spell when I came upon him, and by then it was too late. Alright, does all of this pass the sniff test? <laughs> I mean, not for me. <laughs> uh, make another insight check if you like. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shouldn't okay. seem so bad, man. <laughs> she's she's real pretty, and uh, you uh, are distracted by that just luscious hair. You totally understand, Gopher. <laughs> uh, Victoria, you don't believe a word that this that uh, this priestess is saying. Something is off. Uh, you still feel confident that she's trapped, otherwise she would have done something by now, but uh, you don't trust her. Uh, Victoria will signal again uh, and say why. Hey, Vigor, can I borrow mm-hmm. your brain for a minute? Uh, yes, yes, I'm coming over, yes, but how do you want to use my brain? Wow. Vigor and a right. that real quick, like, what if, what if like, Roger was, like, <laughs> Literally borrowing. <laughs> no, no. Roger's sitting here staring at the circle, and he looks at Figor and says, "All right, I remember the tower." Mm-hmm. Does this circle count as a magical item? Because can I like disintegrate the ground under the circle and break it, or with like that magic? silver stuff it's made out of just sort of continue to float in midair and do its magic stuff. And I do have spell magic if, you know, as such is required. Oh, you do? (laughs) I was waiting to determine before I volunteered it as to whether we were going to actually use it for it. Oh, Roger's desperately trying to figure out how to break this circle. Like, he's going through his list of spells, and he's come down to disintegrate, and he's like, can I make this work, Vigor? Can you help me calculate the angle to, to do this at? Uh, I have to spell magic, too. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, if we can break the spell, the question is, should we break the spell? Oh, I think that depends on uh, Victoria. Is that the book we want? Uh, does it look like the? I mean, does it look like the grimoire? Did we get a description of the book? 
Um, we'll say that Viserin gave you a, a description of what it probably would have looked like uh, in terms of the contents and the, the the nature of the binding and the cover, and you feel pretty confident this is the grimoire. Would our boy who's with us recognize it? Uh, Grin looks over to the grimoire and and uh, whispers to you all, that's it. It looks like we're going to have to break this thing if we need that book. And that book's inside the circle. We're going to have to break the circle to get what we need. And remember the pact we made. No witnesses. (laughs) (laughs) But if she's in there and we're out here... (laughs) Well, Um, if we're quick about it, you grab the book, I fill the circle with fire. Uh, Victoria will try, like, just putting her hand towards the book. Does does Victoria kind of hit the same uh, barrier? She does, yes. And Yolara sees you reaching out towards the grimoire and grabs the book and just holds it to her person, kind of tucks it in her waistband. Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh, this is mine. The Uh, least you could do is let me free, but none of you have been very helpful so far. Victoria will just put her hand up against the barrier and leave it there like a, you know, I was just trying to make, you know, like a you know, a one being to another connection. You said you've been trapped in there for so long that that must be terrible. <laughs> uh, Yalar's gonna uh, make a side check. <laughs> oh. Nope, you didn't do that. You did not see that. Oh, we just saw the 31 on deception. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she uh, believes you. Um, uh, Well, thank you. It's it's been so boring here. All I can do is make simple potions and read this dreadfully boring book. Please, I, I... if you have dispel magic, please let me out. Yeah, that is terrible, just, you know, the, the thought of being in there for so long. <laughs> yes, it it is terrible. And her eyes just start uh, glowering a bit. Anybody have something they want to do? Well, uh, maybe there's maybe there's a trade in the offing, and she's willing to put the book down and back over to the, the other side of the circle. Maybe we might be able to break the circle free in her as long as she agrees to part ways with with Jan, uh, uh, uh magical tome. <sighs> I would like to leave here alive. I will exchange the grimoire for my life, but I don't want to be attacked. I could put the book maybe on the far corner of the shelf. 
uh, I would stand over here at the edge, and you will allow me to leave through this port. In exchange, maybe I can tell you about something that would be very valuable in the room. My ear perks up and I get closer to the ground and shimmy towards her. I know of a particular item here that is worth a lot of gold. If you allow me to walk to the portal, I will share that information with you. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what kind of decisions to make in character or out right now. This is a little... I I rolled bad on insight, and I personally might have low insight score. <laughs> Vigorn, uh, are we sure there's not any kind of limitations on using this portal? I have an idea. I'll prove uh, in good faith... Uh, send one of your creatures, uh, your bat perhaps, or a fly, through the portal, send them back, and I guarantee you they'll be fine. I can send my little robot through. Yes, yes, do that. <laughs> It'll work. Wow, she's a little anxious there. I'm just trying to earn your trust, is all. <laughs> Does Vigor right. send the, the robot through? Yeah. Alright everybody You want me to send a little robot through? So I have Let's to uh... Can you call him back if you do? Um, if I send the robot through Um See, that's what I'm thinking. If you send one of the animal familiars through, you can then dismiss it and resummon it real quickly and know if it made it through safely or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I we're on the same plane of existence. <laughs> hmm. What do you guys think? I've got a perfectly good fireball spell here. Just sitting here and waiting. I wouldn't recommend that. There's many things you could take with you. If you destroy them all, perhaps you'll destroy the most valuable piece here. See, that's... It's not the sunk cost fallacy. I forget which one it is. But that's, like, bad logic. Like, I don't have that currently, (laughs) so if it blows up, I still don't have it. So I'm not really out anything. And I get to set something on fire. So, win-win. She just starts flipping through the grimoire. 
Oh, great. Is she going to summon something? Mm -hmm. I hate it with that. Though it does give me a second target, so, you know, win-win. Well, I can wait. I've been waiting here for a very long time. I'll just take a short nap while you all decide what to do. <laughs> all right, so what are we doing here? Are we, uh, we breaking the seal and getting the book, or are we just going to lift your book? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we're mm -hmm. breaking the seal and getting the book. Mm -hmm. I think so. All right. Oh. It, it worries me when I agree with Roger, but I agree with Roger. I think we're just going to end up having to kill this woman. <laughs> I mean, that makes that makes Freeman happy. Mm -hmm. Um, let me know just before you you you, you cast the spell magic because I have something I want to do. So let me know. <laughs> Fireball. Uh, uh, surprisingly, no. <laughs> here's the question. Uh, one one last question: If she has contacts on the other side, would it be best to send at least one of us back to guard the door so she doesn't just run out of the office and you know raise the alarm? Shh, Roger's doing the finger to the lips and giving you the loudest shush he can. It was just a thought. You see Roger fingering his staff. All right. I see none of you look like you're going to be playing nice, and Yalara prepares for some sort of action. <laughs> Roger looks at, at Vigor and says, Okay, we're doing this. Get ready. He looks over at where the portal is. And he surrounds the portal, and oh, that did not go where I wanted it to go. But he puts a ball of force up in front of them. Okay. Uh, surrounds it, puts it in a box, whatever he has to do, uh, just make sure so that nobody can go through there. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, we could say that you put some sort of a box around it, so there's no access to the portals, and it's ten feet tall? Uh, I can do a ten-foot sphere uh, or a series of um, panels. Ten by ten-foot ten ten foot panels. Okay. Ten, ten by ten-foot panels should be enough, I would say, to to wrap that up. Yeah. Oops. Alright, so totally enclosing the portal. Yalara is starting to look nervous. <laughs> and Vigor. Roger is now concentrating, but I can't figure out how to make him concentrate. Vigorn will uh, cast uh, Dispel Magic. Alright. You cast Dispel Magic, and you watch as the shimmery haze around the sigil upon which Yalara stands begins to fade. And as it begins to fade, you also watch as Yalara's features begin to twist and turn. And she begins to look more and more like a spider. Mm -hmm. And 
you see a uh, large spider creature before you that once was Yalara. And we are definitely going to roll some initiative. <laughs> Let me do that. That seems about right for me for initiative, based on my normal initiative rolls. Roger, you see a giant spider in front of you uh, right after putting up your wall of force. What do you do next? Alright. This should terrify everyone, but you see Roger's face just break out in the most lethal expression you've ever seen. He's like, (laughs) I just learned this one! And, um... Whirlwind! Deck save of 19. Oh my goodness. Uh, no. That's a 13. Uh, yeah, so... Uh... Including when the whirlwind appears, take 10d6 bludgeoning damage on a failed save. Uh, a large or smaller creature that fails a save must succeed on a strength saving throw or become restrained. So now you need to do a strength saving throw. Nice. Let's do that. Fifteen. Um, so you're now restrained by the whirlwind. You're pulled five feet vertically up. And that continues every turn until you hit 30 feet and you're ejected from the whirlwind and spat out and take your fall damage. Nice. All right. And every turn that you start inside the whirlwind, you take the damage. Awesome. All right. Well done. Uh, Yalara is swept up into these raging torrent winds. Uh, she is flung five feet higher into the air, and she uh, is unable to do much at this point. And Roger retreats back across the room as giant spider lady scares him. And attack rolls against this creature have advantage because of the restrained condition. All right, Victoria. Um, okay, so how high up is this creature now? 
Uh, five feet, right? Yeah, let me correct yeah. this. So Victoria will move closer, and then she's spinning around in the whirlwind, and I heard attacks against the creature have advantage? Uh, restrained. Uh, that's right. Alright, so snack attack is a, a, uh, is a factor here. Oh, yeah. Alright, so we'll, uh, Victoria will do her, uh, green flame blade. Sorry. Uh, and then a melee attack as a part of it. Uh, yeah. I don't see... Ish. There we go. So 24 is with advantage. Yeah. Uh, and then a sneak attack. Ooh, nice. So that's 25 and 10 and 6. Uh, correct. 6 fire damage. Uh, 10 piercing, and then 25, I think it becomes weapon damage, but I'm not sure. Piercing, and the fire damage, it seems like the fire damage portion doesn't do quite as much as you hoped for. Okay. And then, uh, Victoria will hold her hand out like she did when the, the bubble, the circle was up, like, and reach out towards her with, like, a uh, like a empathetic look, and then as her bonus action is going to do uh, ah, yes, uh, telekinetic shot. Okay, strength save five, and just push her five feet further into this vortex. And she goes flying up or slams into a bookshelf but doesn't doesn't really seem to hurt herself but uh, goes even further up into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright. Okay. Vigorn. Uh, Vigorn is going to do uh, how high up is she in the air? Ten feet. Ten feet. Oh. And, uh... <sighs> the fire damage does not do as much. So... Oh, DM, I just realized the whirlwind is concentration, so that force wall I did at the start just drops. Oh, nice. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Alright, well... Uh, on that, in that case, uh... Oh, character. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to point at her and cast a shatter at her. Ooh. And... She needs to make a con save. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, that, ignore the, the first one, I was just hitting the cast button, so... I mean, ignore the second one. So oh, make it perfect. Bad, so. Okay. Uh, uh Constitution. Oh, horrible rolls. <clears throat> Seven. Uh, yeah. So she takes a 19 points of thunder damage. Nice. Okay. And then my little robot guy, I don't know where he is on the board. I know he walked up. Uh, he, he might as well shoot at her. And, uh, he does, uh, he will shoot at her. 
with a 25. Yes. And then, um... And then how much... She is restrained, so that would be with advantage. Oh, okay. I'll roll again, just in case. Nope. We'll take the first one. Alright, so... Creature make a deck save? It is, uh... Oh, it's a zero for a deck save. Uh, automatic zero. Is that what you asked? 14 points of force damage. To my oh. little robot friend. End of turn. Okay. Very good. She, uh... <laughs> has really taking a beating here in this tornado uh, with uh, all kinds of force damage done to her. Nice. Alright, next up is Yalara's turn. So, yes, she cannot move. Um, she has... Oh, it's disadvantage on dex uh, saves. It's, it was movement becomes zero. Okay, yeah. She can make a strength or dex saving throw on her turn to try and break free from it. Okay. However, yeah. as soon as she breaks free from it, she is hurled 3d6 times 10 feet away. In a random hold. direction. Okay. Taking impact damage and all that fun stuff. She goes to hold. Hmm. That's a good idea. Um, however, she's going to... Let's see, does she take damage as well, you said, from the whirlwind? No, that's a different spell. I was thinking of uh, Storm. Storm, oh. Storm, whatever it is. No, she's just merely restrained. And uh, she moves five feet higher, I think. Okay. Um, she's going to stay put for the moment. Uh, Alright, so it goes up five feet. She's now ten, uh, 15 feet up into the air. Uh, Yulara is going to look angrily over at Vigorn and is going to attempt to cast Dominate Person. So Vigorn, I need you to make a wisdom save. Oh, I have inspiration. I'm going to use my inspiration. Sure. Is a, a seven or a eight? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> nice! You are dominated. Uh, Yolara says, uh, "I think I'll use you for the moment," and she casts the spell, "Dominate Person in Your Direction." Um, she's gonna say, "Okay, now." I would like you to haste me. And she commands you to cast haste on her. Mm. <laughs> Assuming you have a spell yeah, slot let, available. Yeah, let, let me just make sure I have the haste. Uh, yes, I do have it at uh, third level. All right, so I guess I have to cast it. You do. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, if I wasn't able to get counterspell off for the dominate person, then I will do it again. <laughs> Uh oh. Okay. So you counter the spell. uh, So it was third level, so that automatically makes it fail, right? Yes. Ooh, uh, sneaky. All right, Yalara looks very frustrated. Um, I forgot to do that for the the dominate person, damn it. But uh, (laughs) this. All right. So no action for Vigor in there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Laura is going to look around frantically. She sees the uh, portal nearby and senses that uh, maybe this is going to be a little tougher than she hoped for. Uh, but at the moment, in her spider form, she is trapped and is going to stay here. Next is Gopher. Hey. Okay. Um, well, I could shoot at her with my crossbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think I'll do it. With advantage. Well, advantage doesn't seem to matter. Yeah, it does not matter. Nice. Uh, right. And you get sneak attack as well. Oh, this is the best. Sorry, the drop-down menu on the left keeps popping off, uh, popping up off-screen, so i got to open up my character sheet for it. No worries. And remember, that's crit sneak attack. Ooh. There it goes. Okay, so... Pull it again, man. Yep. Ooh, so much. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right, so we've got 14... From the original hit, plus 19 sneak attack, plus another 18. Yeah. Yolara mm. is a, a nearly squished spider bouncing around in the whirlwind. And I will reload my hand crossbow. <laughs> Anything else for Gopher? Um, actually, yeah, I need to move back a little bit. Okay. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, after your turn, um, you suddenly see a creature appear. It appears that some sort of demon has snuck into this area after you, and it runs up behind Gopher and takes an attack on you, Gopher. Uh, let's see. That's something on the map. We can see it. Mm-hmm. But you don't see it? Uh, yeah, do you see it here? Oh, wait. Nope. Nope, I did not properly unhide it. There we go. Alright, so this is going to take an attack on you. 21 to hit. And that'll be 11 psychic damage uh, and an additional 15 points of psychic damage as well on this initial hit. And um, it is going to try to run away. (laughs) It's going to rush over. it's going to kind of go the long way around and rush over here behind this bookshelf. All right. And that is it. Fenner, it's your turn. Okay. Um, Fenner is going to grab Vigorn by the shoulder and say, what the hell are you doing? And <laughs> smack him with an unarmed strike. <laughs> All right. I can't remember if that actually does anything with <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm going back to check. It does. Uh, whenever. So you take four oh, yeah. damage. And according to the the spell, wisdom save. You get to you get to try your wisdom save again. Oh, All right, okay. yeah. So Vigorn, make a wisdom save. Finner's <sighs> uh, trying to to knock the glazed look out of your eyes. Yeah, I still Vigorn's like, oh, I love her. She's the most beautiful spider I've seen. <laughs> Let's do it again. Right. Twenty-one for another four. Nice. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. cheeks are starting to turn a little pink. It's one of those comedy movies where he's holding you by the collar and slap, slap, slap. (laughs) Uh, And with that uh, exceptionally uh, extra uh, well-aimed strike, Vigorn seems to shake out of his stupor. (laughs) 
Um, and then she's looking kind of rough, uh, I believe you said. Yeah. yeah. So I will just go ahead and use my bonus action. Because I can't reach her. She's 15 feet up. Um, to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. Just at second level. Alright, so you bring out Spiritual Weapon, it... Oh, we get, it should have advantage, so I guess I need to roll it again. do, because that missed. Oh, uh, is it going to make me as if I cast it again? But we'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, just don't check the button to use the spell. Yeah. Yes, that will hit for 12 first damage. What does your spiritual weapon look like? Uh, it looks like uh, his uh, boomstick. Okay, got it. It, right. looks like a, it looks like a, a quarter staff. All right. Uh, Fetter, describe for me how you destroy Yolara, currently a spider. After slapping uh, Vigorn on both cheeks, uh, Fenner reaches up and grabs his his medallion as soon looks up and says says Ghost of Boomstick at which point a glowing quarterstaff comes up behind her and whacks her over the back of the head breaking her neck <laughs> she goes down immediately uh, you watch as the spidery visage fades away and she looks let's see hang on a sec um and Laura, click, 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 looks a little bit more like this. Creepy oozing monster. Hopefully you can see that. Oh, then now it is. Okay. So that's what she just turned into after we beat her, or that's what she turned into after she died and fell on the ground? A- after she died. Crazy, gross, <laughs> So, to be clear, she's floating up in this whirlwind, and she's still floating up there. It's just this body being carried up by the whirlwind, oozing and creepy looking. And you see, this creature has a uh, grimoire tucked in her belt as she's flying around in the whirlwind. All right, there is. Yeah. Some- Another creature here. Uh, Fender, yep. do anything else? Oh my. Uh, with my movement, I will move and I'll go around the, uh, you know, careful not to walk over this circle. All right. But go and put myself in between this other creature and go for end of turn. Got it. Okay. Roger, it is back to you. Um, you notice a demon-looking creature that kind of appeared out of nowhere hanging out by the bookshelf and uh, a dead monster flapping around in the whirlwind. So you see Roger, and he's got like, under guns out in each hand, and he's lining up his shot like he had something planned for this, and all of a sudden Lara, Liara dies, and he's you see a really disappointed look on his face. He had a big plan <laughs> he just looks over and he holds out his right hand and finger guns and goes, Get you! And, uh. Ooh. uh next day of DC 19 at the, uh. 
demon thing. Oh, wow. Oh! Amazing. Uh, uh, it, this is the one thing it actually ends up being good at. You see it flaps its wings and quickly dodges and avoids uh, the, the bright I'm trying to see if I have something for this, but I think it's only a five mil exit. Wait, no, I should have something. Or is it... Um, oh, I can't find it right now. Uh, I had a thing where I thought I could subtract the D4 from some of these uh, uh, deck save, but I can't find it right now. Anyway, alright, so he looks, Roger just looks super disappointed, and he's looking at his finger like, how did you miss? That'll be his turn. Uh, right. No, he'll move. He will move the whirlwind over on top of the creature. Ooh, okay. So I need to make a. Uh, I think it's another deck save. Uh, spellbook. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Whirlwind. Don't oh my zoom. goodness! Don't Saved place. again. It's a DC nineteen. I rolled a twenty. But if he starts his turn still there, then he has to roll that again. Okay, got it. Or he becomes restrained. Okay, so the the demon holds itself still, uh, manages to not be caught up by the whirlwind. Uh, does it take any damage? Only if it failed the initial one. Okay, got it. Alright, and uh, anything else for Roger? Oh, half as much on a successful, so he still takes 19 points of damage. Oh, okay, got it, got it. And that'll be Rogers. Very good. Victoria. Uh, let's see, Victoria has 30 feet of movement, so... 25, 30. Uh, so movement here, is this creature at 5 feet? Like, directly ahead? Yeah, yeah, we'll say. Uh, definitely within melee distance. Alright, alright, alright. Well, Victoria will reach out towards the creature as if trying to, like, throw a little spear, or spear, and say, get over here. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> try to pull it five feet closer. Alright. So it's going to make a strength save and fails that. Nice. Alright. So then we'll do the green flame blade uh, attack. Ooh, a critical miss. No. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Do I have... I have an inspiration. Can I use that for a reroll or do I have to use that before him? Um. Yeah, you can feel free to use it. Okay, I'll I'll spend that for a reroll then. Uh, let's see. Oof. An eight plus. Eight. Do it. Oh, plus. plus. Uh, okay. nine, ten, ten. Well, I think it's eight plus four, so I think it's a. Uh, 30, 20. 20, yeah, that will hit. Okay. Um, so then the 13 piercing, unless you want me to re-roll it. Great. Um, that's fine. Okay. And I don't think I get sneak attack. 
It is not currently just uh, restrained. Okay, so okay. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Uh, green flame blade. I didn't take that. Uh, so that's uh, th- this. Also, looks like fire is not super strong on this one, but it does take some damage. Okay. Next is Vigorn. Uh, Vigorn will, um, he will uh, cast Shatter again on, uh, this thing. Uh, right. It needs to make a con save 17. Con save. And it gets 17. Just saves. Mm hmm. Just saves. Let me see if it's half. Half damage. Half damage, okay. Of, so, uh, th- thunder damage. So, down to 17 of thunder, and it's actually resistant to thunder, too. Hmm. So, that good. is 8 points of damage. Alright, then my little robot friend will take a shot at it with a 16. I get that misses. The 16 actually hits. Alright. Eleven points of force damage. Eleven of force damage. All right, starting to look pretty rough. Anything else for Beagle? Nope, that is end of turn. Okay, Gopher, you are next. Pretty easy uh, call for me. I'm going to go pew. 31, yeah, that will hit. It's right next to an ally. With sneak. I was going to say, I think I get sneak. Oh, this is really frustrating. I'm sorry. You're good. Take your time. points of damage. Oops, I think I clicked something by accident. <laughs> oh my. Oh my, what happened? Oh no. <laughs> An accidental crit. Uh, yeah, wonderful. Gopher, do you want to describe how your pew pew destroys this shadow demon? Um, I uh, raise my arm to him, fire the bolt from my crossbow, and I'm pretty sure that I hit him in the stomach. Uh, and he just didn't see it coming, and he fades away. Nice. It uh, dissipates into a tuft of whatever its wings are made of, explodes into the air, um, and it is down. Well done. All right. So both of you are left here now. Or not both of you. All of you are left here now with uh, the two... Uh, dead creatures here and uh, a portal and a number of random assortments of things around you. So both these bodies are floating further up and up and up in the whirlwind and when they're all dead and we realize that there's nobody left around to attack us as Roger dismisses the whirlwind, they get ejected out 3d6 times 10 feet in an instant from where the whirlwind was and splat against the nearest object, and then just slide down. 
<laughs> they both go flying into the portal archway, not going uh, out of the area, but they manage to uh, plop down into a reachable area here. I dare somebody to go into that circle and retrieve whatever they have. <laughs> you can tell from the uh, dispel magic that it looks like the magic is no longer existing. All right. And where's the grimoire? It uh, last you saw it was tucked in the belt of Yalara, who, uh, who claimed is... to be Yalara. Okay, Vigorin's going to go over to Lara and grab the grimoire. All right, and you do find that this is definitely the grimoire you were looking for, and you put it safely in your satchel or or back of holding. Mm-hmm. Does anyone do anything else here? Uh... Let's look around, investigate. There's got to be more things in here. He already's going to find something in here. <laughs> she said there's shiny things over here. Yes, I would yeah. like to check out this table thingy here, or whatever it is. Sure, sure, yeah. Go for investigates the table. Uh, anyone else that wants to do a little searching around the room? Yeah, I'll be helping out uh, go for with the table. All right, great. Though he didn't need it. Oh, that was Roger. <laughs> Hey, I even got a 16. Nice. All right. Uh, 28 is very good. It's, as I just told. realized I rolled intimidation, not investigation. My investigation oh, was good call. Still not a bad roll. Oh, that's hilarious. I did roll four for both of those. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Oh, wow. That is a huge plus. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, You see... Uh, a number of various potion ingredients, nothing that looks terribly, terribly expensive that you're going to get much value out of. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. It, it looks like as you gather them all up uh, in total, just the, the various assorted items, it looks like they're worth about a thousand gold pieces. Um, and oops, that's I wrote a hundred, one thousand gold pieces. And Gopher, you look at the table with the assistance of Fenner there as well, investigating this. You notice an especially bright shiny located here on this table, uh, adorned on a gold platter. Uh, it looks like there's some kind of interesting, mysterious backstory to this gem. But all you know is that it looks quite expensive and is worth about 6,000 gold pieces. Yeah, it just goes right in my backpack. Nobody <laughs> gets to see that. Oh, so you take it stealthily. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all get the gold pieces of money for this, right? <laughs> all right. But, yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah. Nice. All right. So uh, after clearing the room, you feel that there's nothing left and you acquire about 7,000 gold of items. There's money, 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 money. <laughs> all right. Do you head back through the portal? Um, yeah, I, yeah. If there's nothing else to find, then it's the only way out of here. Back to the portal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yep. Looks like there's nowhere else to go. So Roger willingly dives through first <laughs> again. Quite literally, it looks like he's warming up to do like the hundred meter breaststroke where he <laughs> you and see up and down a couple of times, <laughs> and literally dives through like he's taking off out of the starting blocks. Nice. Uh, you go head first back into Gromp's chambers here, uh, as does the rest of the party as you um, head back into the room. I'll scoot you on there. Um, <clears throat> you now have 
The Dark Heart from Vizrin. You've got the Grimoire from uh, Grand Bainry, which needs to be taken back to Vizrin to actually execute the spell. But before Vizrin uh, reads the incantations from the Grimoire to bring the Dark Lords back, you all have to decide where you want to put the Dark Heart. Uh, it, previously, you all decided that you would be taking it outside the city of Venzo Baranzin. So if you want to take it to just some some kind of secluded uh, location that you feel seems safe for the Dark Lords to emerge, uh, you can just pick something that, that feels appropriate. Uh, but if there's anything more specific, uh, you can do that as well. So uh, how would you like to, or where would you like to take the Dark Heart? We definitely want to take it outside the city to reduce collateral damage. Does anybody else think it might be fun if we just, you know, before we went inside the tower, just sort of snuck around the backside and buried it underneath his own tower? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be on board with that. That, that is what kind of what Vizarin suggested, it was to kind of hide it somewhere nearby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, sure. <laughs> you know, he gets his revenge, but also it's a self-correcting problem. <laughs> um, Grin looks over at the party. Um, I, I thought we said we weren't going to do that. I believe I recall some uh, powerful people here in Menzoborans and saying they would come after us if we brought the Dog Lords here. Just remind well, I'm you. not saying we, we do it. No, no. When I say power, I'm referring to uh, Viserun's tower. Oh, my my mentor's tower. Uh, I I have to object as well on this particular account. All of my stuff's there. I've been studying there. I mean, but that's just stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also we can you know give you like five minutes to get your stuff. You know, oh, you just well, walk I in, be give like you hundred gold. Would would that buy you new stuff? Or or that? Hmm. Well, that's a compelling argument. I I feel a little bad about. Uh, are we going to tell Vizarin? Of course I mean, not. He said keep it secret. You you tell us. Is Vizarin really the kind of person? Like how how do he treat you? You know, like was that a great experience? Good mentor. Vizarin's a good person. You know. Well, you know, a, a tough love, I guess. It wasn't exactly the most warm-hearted person, but taught me a couple interesting secrets. And the more he thinks about it, he's like, uh, all right, screw it. Let's just bury it under the tower. Hooray. See, I knew we'd get along, and Roger uh, <laughs> not so discreetly slips him a, a little bag of gold. Nice. Well, I, I have started to like you all the more that we've traveled together, so do you mind if I just continue to travel with you? It's been fun. <laughs> uh you, you see all the people that follow us around. We obviously know how to throw a good kager after we kill something. So, you know. Well, very well. I suppose I can follow your war party as we prepare for the Dark Lords. All right. Yeah, and, and I saw one of the cooks giving you the, uh, the old side-eye wink-wink, you know. Maybe maybe go talk to her, you know. Hmm, good tip, good tip. <laughs> okay, so... You all decide, it sounds like, to uh, stealthily bury the Dark Heart under Viserys' <clears throat> power, uh, so that when he reads the Grimoire, uh, the, the Dark Lords will appear there. 
So um, is the plan then to travel back to Viserun's Tower uh, to where your army is, is ready to take on the Dark Lord? Sounds good. Who said anything about us taking on the Dark Lord? No, we're giving them everything. Get the heck out. <laughs> I was not signed on to take on the Dark Lords. <laughs> Uh, fortunately, you know that uh, Gr- Grin informs you that it will take some time for Viserin to study the, the grimoire. Uh, it'll give you a little bit of time to think and rest before you have to make any sudden moves. So okay. the, uh, the party will head back over to Viserin's tower. Uh, we'll assume that you, you uh, stealthily get over there, you bury the heart, uh, unbeknownst to Viserin, and you all are quite tired after that. Uh, uh, many days of uh, scheming within the city. Uh, so you all head back to Viserin's Tower. And uh, at this point, I'm actually going to hand it over to Tintin for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, as you are traveling, oh, by the way, Vigorn decided to stay back in the city. Um, as you are traveling, a strange creature steps into the cavern ahead of you. It is a myconid, and he looks, or they look, perhaps recognizable from your previous uh, endeavors in the um, Neverlight Grove, and uh, he waves at you all with a little hand. Hey there, little buddy. And he, he approaches um, Fenner, and uh, he like does a little sneeze, <laughs> and uh, the pollen uh, spreads off him, and uh, goes on to Fenner. And uh, does anybody else wish to be pollinated? <laughs> oh, interesting. Raka uh, suddenly emerges out of nowhere. Ooh, ooh, I would like some pollen, yes. Uh, Roger and... just erupts in a hay fever sneezing fit. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, whoever wants to get pollinated can be pollinated. Uh, he, he, this little guy can do it up to three times a day. So he, he kind of sneezes at whoever wants to be sneezed at up to three times. And uh, when after he does that, he says, <clears throat> uh, You might have uh, remembered meeting me. I, I, well, the, I guess some people say we all look the same. But uh, uh, I have a very important message from Basidia. You remember Basidia from the Neverlight Grove? Ah, yes. I think that was the, that the, one the we... nice one. <laughs> oh, so that's the one we like, not the one we did. Yes, yes. So, um, a troubling scene has has uh, come forth. Uh, Zucht Moy, the demon queen of the fungi, she plots to wed Aramicus. Do you know what Aramicus is? <laughs> Not what we had that whole vision about. I know y'all seem to have a lot of weddings in y'all's customs. Yes, yes. Well, uh, the the wedding that you uh, saw was not actually the wedding. It, that was the wedding rehearsal. Oh God! Right, but like the sixty foot tall demon lady in the dress or whatever that was. Yes, yep. Yeah, that's her. That's Zucht Moy. Um. Uh, Madam DM, can I have you... Do you have a map of the whole region? Oh, yeah. I will show that now. So, I just posted Aramoicus, uh in the chat there, and you can see <laughs> this huge territory right here. And this little mushroom guy begins to explain 
this whole territory is an enormous fungus, like a giant living creature, and that um, Zuktmoy is going to wed it very soon. And when that happens, Zuktmoy will gain the power to transform the whole of the Underdark into her abyssal domain. The little guy okay. continues to explain that um, you need to stop this. You need to travel to the caverns of Aramoicus and stop the wedding. Uh, so, uh, do you have any other questions for me? This is really important. I mean, I know you're doing some other mission or something. I, I don't know what, but if if you can solve this, uh, I, I think this problem has probably become uh, problem number one for you all. You Do you remember what the save the date was? Uh, you get a card or magnet or... <laughs> An email. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, did you get the email? Uh, no, there's there's not very good five G signal down here. Um, do you, what what's the time frame we're working? Yeah, very soon. Basically, you have no time. As soon as you get over there, uh, the wedding may go very long. It's it's like you know some cultures have very long weddings. It's not like a night evening thing you know it could go for a long time so you may need to uh step in there and and interrupt it and 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 stop it Mm, wedding crashers that sounds fun yes exactly yeah so anybody wish to stand up and say your piece or forever your piece or however that goes always want to do that yeah Mm. so if you can travel to aramicus and then reach out with your mind to Aramicus's alien mind, we can hopefully step in and stop it from happening. Mm. We have so many smart people. I think we can do that. <laughs> oh, thank you for the compliment. So uh, that is the little teaser for uh, next week. It is uh, the chapter is uh, the fetid wedding. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's wedding. <laughs> I want to know what happened with us burying the heart under his tower. <laughs> We will find out some some later time because this book is weird and <laughs> has weird interruptions. <laughs> it's uh, once you sneak back, you bury the heart. Oh crap! Now we got to run off three yep. weeks down the road. We got to run to Aramicos because that's how travel in the Underdark works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you can. Uh, yeah, paddle across the dark lake. Save time. <laughs> Roger, the whirlwind was inspired. <laughs> uh, I looked at my spell list and I was like, I forgot that I took this at the last level up. <laughs> oh man! So we are and in, then, in yeah. classic right. Roger faction. I completely forgot that casting the whirlwind would break concentration on the force <laughs> wall. <laughs> I do that all the time. So uh, this oh. is uh, this, chapter sixteen. Is the second to last chapter? Yes. Madam DM, good job. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. fun. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. And thank you and again. I know I thank you after last week, but thank you for letting me uh, rescue Timmy. <laughs> oh yeah. So glad we could incorporate that. So Toomey is uh, nice and safe with with the group. <laughs> and it is four thousand four hundred gold each if we split it up five ways with the twenty two k. Woo. Wow. Uh, can you uh, 
posts that I don't know if you have already. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll um type that into Discord. And do we gain a level? Do we? Do oh, we? You do. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Right. Oh my land. Um, well, what was the potion that Roger picked up? Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the game. The intro and outro music is titled Battle and was created by Symbolbird and is licensed under the Creative Commons license. You can find this music at soundcloud.com slash symbolbird slash battle. The music was edited by me. See you all next week.